0: episode of that's a wrap podcast i'm your co-host jay rosales thank you for joining us whether you're in your house in your bedroom in your bathroom or wherever else in your house because that's really where you should be listening to this uh who's on the line with me today guys
1: hello hello this is uh dre you know who it is um we also have our sound engineer uh, how's it going uh dr jay what's, Jason? Up, what's
2: up how's it going guys yes like like uh, jay said i hope all y'all are staying home staying safe uh whether you guys are listening on your bathroom or because i am i'll tell you this now i'm not recording on my bathroom but i feel like that'd be kind of <laughs> thank god <laughs> you hear some weird sounds bro
1: some uh, interesting uh, feedback i guess yeah. so yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on that Charming, mature note. We're all over the age of 30. Uh, On that note, um, (laughs) we've got some uh, – believe it or not, the NBA never sleeps. Even in a time when it lays dormant, it never sleeps. We've got some uh, possible NBA updates to discuss, including a very interesting – well, first off, we got the Hall of Fame, and we've got some minor tweaking to the league if it were to resume. But let's start off with the positive. Let's talk about – the the, Hoffas, the 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 hof the, the hall of famers and we have one of the most exciting hall of fame classes ever especially with what i like to call the big 3 who are those big 3 gentlemen
2: well let me just say that first off it's it's just nice to talk basketball i mean like it is a little strange staying at home all the time and i am watching the the rewatching of the you know the 2019 nba run for these toronto raptor champions uh but you know it's it's just not the same when you watch when you're getting used to like you know live basketball it's i miss basketball but it's nice to talk to you guys again it's nice to talk about talk ball it's just nice to talk with friends really but yeah like dre said they just uh, announced the i guess the 2020 hall of fame uh inductees and of course, uh, post you have the Kobe Bryant, you know, his accolades kind of speak for himself, five-time champion, 2007 MVP, 18-time All-Star, uh, last, you know, the, his last All-Star game was in Toronto, which is kind of cool, 15-time All-NBA selection. And it was just kind of nice to see uh, Vanessa Bryant with her daughter talking about Kobe. And I just think that that Hall of Fame speech is going to be very emotional Uh, And very well, well Well, deserves, of course. Um, But yeah, what do you guys think? I mean, it's it's going to be heavy. It's going to be heavy. Absolutely. And I, I, knowing, knowing now, like they do such, they did such a great job, um, I guess, you know, celebrating his life uh, in the short period of time during the NBA season. Th- that game, I-, I guess it was a game versus the Clip. No, I don't think it was the Clippers, but who- whomever they were playing next, uh, th- before the game started, they had like that half an hour ceremony. And it was very emotional. So I can just imagine what they're going to do for the Hall of Fame. But yeah, what do you guys think about Kobe Bryant?
0: No, that, I think that was like probably a unanimous decision. I think of this course. was more of a formality. I mean, um this was supposed to be the announcement of of the NBA Hall of Fame inductees. Always happens on NCAA's Final Four weekend, mm-hmm. um, so you know when and with March Madness usually taking over the sports lexicon, um, you know it's it's easy to remember that you know these inductees get announced during Final Four weekend. But since everything has been canceled, you almost forget that this this past weekend was supposed to be the Final Four, and you know the while. And also, you forget about all the other things that are supposed to be happening on specific days in the sports calendar. So getting the news that the um, the inductees have been announced still on the same date and time that it would have. Uh, it's a nice um, you know kind of welcome back to the sporting world. and a reminder that you know while we're not able to to watch live sports or participate in in anything with any kind of uh, you know and not endangering any distancing, it's good to get this kind of news, and especially with a class uh, like this. Um, Dre, I think I cut you off there. I think you were about to say something about uh, Kobe.
1: Uh, no, you didn't cut me off. I just wanted to toss in the fact that it's going to be difficult. But, uh, of course, I've brought up on here multiple times that uh, if I was to pick a personal GOAT, it would be Kobe Bryant. I know statistically you could say the missed shots, this and this. But in terms of who I grew up with and, you know, adored, it was a uh, it was Kobe Bryant and um i was just bringing up the fact that uh you know Shaq brought this up when he eulogized Kobe Bryant that um this was supposed to be the the final end of the basketball career for Kobe Bryant it was supposed to be his Hall of Fame speech where he went up you know his usual stick you know because Kobe Kobe um appreciated himself let's say you know I got five rings, uh, Shaq got four only, this guy sucks. You know, that Shaq brought that up and said that was supposed to be, like, kind of, like, the joke at the Hall of Fame, you know, like, this back and forth, but then you would see the new Kobe, who's who loves the sport, respects everybody, is grateful, and, you know, that's a lost opportunity now. So um, what we will see is uh, that whatever tribute will, will come about for this, and, you know, we still have... Um, two other massive names um, Mm -hmm. amongst the many other massive names, whether it's parts of organization or the WNBA, but um, we also have two of the other... uh, Okay, Kevin Garnett for me is, is the GOAT, but I would argue Tim Duncan deserves to be a part of the GOAT conversation, and I'm talking like the Michael Jordan, LeBron James conversation. Like, the fact that this guy's not talked about enough is disgusting, but hopefully... This will rectify that, and we'll get into Tim Duncan and Kevin Garnett in a second. But uh, just to wrap up things, Kobe, it's going to be bittersweet. It'll be a nice way to finally, you know, in a less chaotic, okay, outside of the COVID-19 universe, of course, um, I'm saying in terms of, like, emotionally reacting to to Kobe Bryant's passing in a much more collective, you know, we've had time to digest this. Uh, We've had time to mourn. We could celebrate again, this time with, with tears of joy as opposed to just tears of sadness, and um, it'll be nice. But what about the other two big names? So yeah, do you guys agree? Tim Duncan missing out on the GOAT conversation when he deserves to be there, Kevin Garnett? What do you guys think?
0: I think it's ironic that Tim Duncan is included in this group because he's always been kind of this, uh, this quiet superstar, just laying in the cut, and here he is. He's he's. A being inducted with uh, loud two two huge names, right? And yeah, he's, again, going well. to be kind of, you know, his name will be buried amongst the, the, he's not the standout name. and This is the kind of the player he's been his entire career. So I think it's very fitting that he's part of this group. Um, I, I would hope that his, his accolades are not diminished in any way because if, if you guys were to ask me, of these three, if I were to put them in order of like, you know who had the greatest career of these three Duncan would be number one for me uh, I, I don't know that, if that's yeah. a hot take mm. or not but no. Uh, no. no I don't think so what do you I don't think? think so
2: no I mean he he kind of like I, I was I think I was too young to watch him uh, with the uh, surge and David Robinson but that team that he also and Tim I'm talking about Tim Duncan that team that he also played with with like Ginobili and Tony Parker and Kawhi Leonard like it, it his accolades include, you know, five-time champion, two-time MVP, fifteen-time All-Star, and All-NBA selection. Like his, who out of all the other players in the NBA that we can think of in our in our time, how many of them are not flashy, straight fundamental, but changed the game so so much uh, and have been so effective than Tim Duncan? Like his go-to is a bank shot. Think about that for a second. He's a goat because of a bank shot. <laughs> and it's incredible to think and I don't disagree with you nor like I mean Kobe Bryant is probably the goat for me and and out of the three here, but for Tim Duncan, like he's he's synonymous in in this NBA lore. Like but yeah, it's a no-brainer to me for to him as a, a a Hall of Famer. To be honest, I'm just wondering what he's gonna wear during this induction. He's probably just gonna wear like. <laughs> I'm not feeling a his
0: dreads. It, whatever his hairstyle is now, I'm not feeling it. It's too yeah, it's weird.
2: it's a little it's a little weird. It's but he's like, I mean,
1: also his refusal to diet, so it's like a gray strip.
0: We're gonna frost the tips. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no, yeah. What, no, just one ahead. statistical note here: uh, only player in NBA history with a thousand wins with the same team. I think that's yeah. that number alone is among the many that you guys have already listed i mean that's that's incredible to me
1: plus if i'm not mistaken it was either him or the spurs as an organization but you could argue that it's uh, a a good portion of it is him the only organization to have a winning percentage over every single freaking team in the league which includes tim duncan i would argue because the 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 three eras he played with them, he was an integral part about this, so that we can basically argue, unless I'm wrong, that Tim Duncan has a winning percentage over most, if not all, of the NBA. And that alone is is stupidly impressive.
0: Yeah, and so with with Tim Duncan's accolades kind of speaking for themselves, uh, we haven't really touched upon Kevin Garnett. Which we should. He's probably the most outspoken of, of the three that we've yes. listed. I, I actually am looking like I know you guys are saying that like with Vanessa Bryant it's gonna be a very emotional speech. With Kevin Garnett, I'm looking forward to his speech on a different emotional level. I think mm-hmm. uh I, I don't know if we're gonna get anything is impossible anything is possible again, but uh who knows what we'll get out of Kevin Garnett.
1: Yeah. Yeah, especially with um you know he, he just brought this up. I think it was either late last night or earlier today. His um his ongoing dispute with the Timberwolves organization, yes. especially with the end of his um, the end of his tenure there, because um, you know uh, he was a Timberwolf for however many years, over ten years, came back to the organization mm-hmm. his final two years, and he was supposed to be, I believe, a, a minority owner of the organization, and he got screwed out of it after um after Saunders' death. So they they're still not retiring his jersey, which I think is disgusting. It's gotten ugly. So I think with a lot of that in mind, a big reason why he's in the Hall of Fame isn't because of his win with Boston, which is still fantastic. It isn't because of his time with the Nets, which is whatever. It's because of his time being the sole face of a struggling franchise, the Timberwolves. So how is that going to play into his, his Hall of Fame induction and his speech where it's like, this should be my favorite moment of my career and yet part of it's with resentment because so many years and so much of this is because of an organization that's treating arguably the best player they ever had, I think undisputably at this point, like garbage. And it's because of one person that this is happening. Mm-hmm. So
2: Yeah. To put a little uh I guess perspective on this, like Chris Bangle on CBS, he he uh quoted kg by saying um glenn and i had an understanding glenn being glenn taylor of the timber timberwolves owner glenn and i had an understanding before flip died and when flip died that understanding went with flip for that i won't forgive glenn i won't forgive him for that calling him a snake pretty much um and speaking about retiring his number like you said dre minnesota will not well hasn't retired his number but next season boston will
1: which is like of course, uh, Boston. I understand because of the championship and the the big three years, but that's before the Timberwolves. I'm sorry, that right. th- that just exactly. rubs it in, like how disrespectful and the, it's not the like the they have. Are.
2: It does not. It's not like they have anything to really, you know, be thankful for <laughs> lately. Like, like, uh, all they, all they had is, you know, a, a bunch of years with Andrew Wiggins, uh, underperforming, and now they have Cat and and maybe I guess D'Angelo Russell, but like, they really don't have anything le- uh, else. They had that one year with Jimmy Butler going to the playoffs, and that's it. So, which unfortunately
1: proved him right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I mean, like in this case you would want to have something to celebrate, right? And and to have KG to uh not even want to deal with anything with the that owner, like that that sucks. To be a Minnesota Timberwolves fan, that sucks to hear, man.
1: Which I am a Timberwolves fan, and it's like this should be a time to celebrate him being the the, the face of the franchise and, you know, the the T Wolves Vince Carter, but he stayed for longer. He really tried, but right. like Whereas Vince Carter kind of ejected out of the, the crashing vehicle be- before, you know, before it was too late. He exhausted all of his options. He was there for over 10 years with the Timberwolves. Like, how much more could this guy have done? And there are just some players, everybody deserves a ring if they work hard enough, but there are just some players where it's like, oh my god, Carl Malone never got a ring. Or, oh my god, Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing never got a ring this guy would have been a part of that conversation. So what was he supposed to do? A guy, mm-hmm. some guys work their asses off and they deserve championships because they put in the work and there's just only so much you can do to to bring a team the entire way yourself, which we've seen with LeBron James multiple times in his first or second tenure with the with the Cavaliers. So what what did you want the guy to do? And guess what? They were more appreciative of of him in Boston as opposed to in Minnesota, which is yeah. disgusting because ask any Minnesota fan if they want his jersey retired, and I can guarantee at least 99% of the Senate would say yes. They would.
0: And outside of, outside of everything that happened uh, and is happening in Minnesota, let's also not forget that he, along with, I would say, partial bias here Chris Webber they kind of revolutionized the big man spot right yes the 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 passing big man was one that was very uh very much not heard of at that time and when when Webber and Garnett came around then all of a sudden it was a thing right and um regardless of which team he enters the Hall of Fame as a member of uh or even if that's a thing um, I think what he'll be remembered for is is kind of revolutionizing the whole passing big man thing, and we're seeing it now with, with uh, you know with Nikola Jokic, and with Mark Gasol. Like we're seeing this throughout the NBA now, and they were the first ones to kind of bring that to the forefront. So, um, again, speaking, you know, in in conjunction with what you guys are saying, like he had a huge part not only in bringing up a a f- franchise, uh, a small market team. But also helped to revolutionize the game itself.
1: And plus, with the scoring of the big men, not just doing the bank shots or the or the dunks, uh, where a big man can score, right, as right. well, was very important with uh, with Kevin Garnett.
0: Well, here's here's the other thing. It's like we've just listed three. Uh, you know, like you guys said, this like the uh, this is like the big three, right? That everyone's going to be talking about. But if you were to combine all of the Olympic gold medals that those three have received, it is still less than who I would consider the big four of this group, and that is Tamika Catchings. True. Who has four Olympic gold medals with, I think, Kobe has two, Garnett has one, and that's it. But
1: Tamika Catchings... Don't to bronze, yeah.
0: Yeah, Tamika Catchings deserves... As much, this needs to be a big four, not just a big three is what I'm getting at. It's very um, true. 12-time All-WNBA, 12-time All-Defensive, 10-time All-Star, WNBA Champion, 2011 MVP, 2012 Finals MVP. Like, she's a five-time Defensive Player of the Year. Like, the accolades go on and on, and when you start to put together the the GOAT conversation in women's basketball, her name has to be in that top tier. Hmm.
1: Absolutely, especially because you're seeing like the um the early years of the WNBA in the same way that you, you know you could see like a Will Chamberlain or whatnot in the formative years of the of the NBA. Yeah, there's no question that that like we're still looking at like the the smaller amount of um, major influences because it's still it's still happening. Like the golden years of the WNBA, I'd argue, are still going on. Like the formative years, so. Yeah, without question, you have players like Tameka Catchings who revolutionized and have dominated statistically across the board. So yeah, that's, as you said, it's a no-brainer.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I think we should probably go through some of the other inductees before we move on. Um, uh, Kim Mulkey, uh, seven-time Big 12 Coach of the Year, joins, as well as a two-time AP Coach of the Year. Uh, Barbara Stevens, who has been to the final fours in the in division two 10 different times and was a champion in 2014 uh eddie sutton three times uh final four twice coach of the year uh ninth place all time in division one coach wins rudy tom janovich never underestimate the heart of a champion two-time nba champion of course uh and i think the last person here is uh patrick bauman um, who was the FIBA Secretary General for 17 years, I believe is also being um, inducted. Hold on until I get the right information. Also being inducted uh, posthumously. So what a class, guys.
2: Yeah, that is that is crazy. Um, th- so the they will be inducted on August 29th. Uh, let's hope that things get back you know, to normal, so we can see this type of uh, celebration going on at Springfield, Massachusetts. But yeah, let's move on. Let's talk about something kind of interesting that's going on with the NBA. And I don't know if you guys have noticed this uh, already, but they've uh, the NBA has organized some, I guess, uh, NBA two K with some of their stars, such as Trey Young, uh, even Kevin Durant. They're basically Uh, recording these players at their houses playing 2k so so they're trying everything and possible to get out content which also includes a possible horse competition uh for the nba and if you guys if you remember in 2009 all-star weekend in phoenix they had a horse competition which included kevin durant oj mayo joe johnson the person who won was kevin durant this is going to be interesting. So per watch, presumably, quote, quote to him, presumably using home gyms that would include them competing shot for shot in traditional play, uh, playground games. So I'm, I'm assuming that they're going to have, I don't know, webcams or maybe they'll have uh, their phones or something, and they they'll be recording themselves uh, shooting these hoops live against a competition. So. I don't know. What do you, what do you guys think? What do you think about this horse competition uh, thing going on for the NBA? Like this is this is actually a thing. This is they're not they're not kidding about this. The, the NBA is trying uh everything that they can to put out content.
0: I am desperate enough for basketball to <laughs> you know not one hate, word not it, hate yeah, this idea. So, I think if this was uh suggested in any other light, I would have been like, nope, hate it, don't do it. Um But that's my initial thoughts, Dre. Well, what see, did you the, think?
2: The, the reason why I'm bringing the 2K up is because I tried watching it, and and not saying that I'm not a, a 2K fan because I do play 2K. I know Dre that you have 2K 22, uh, uh, and you get you play it as well. So it's it's a fun game. Don't don't get me wrong.
1: I to watch it like but this, but to, like, come
2: on, exactly. And like I know <laughs> that they're trying to uh, the the whole e gaming thing is is really really big, and I'm not taking it away from that. It's just like. I've tried watching the, I think it was like uh, Kevin Durant versus Derrick Jones Jr. or something like that. And it wasn't, it was fine. Like, you know, it was, it was great. And like Harrison Barnes trying to play for Toronto and he was terrible. Like those, it was kind of interesting and watching such and such highlights on like house of highlights. Like we're just watching these guys play 2K, right? Like, I mean, it's, it's fine. But this horse competition, I you know, I'm, I'm intrigued, but like you said, Jay, it's i'm so so desperate so desperate for content that i'm down for it
1: yeah i mean like um for the 2k thing i i think it's gonna appeal more to the younger demographic than us the like the guys who um are the 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 people who watch twitch channels night and day Mm. um so that all of that's fine i know that it's not for me and like whatever's helping at this point you know at least uh you know from a financial standpoint because i i'm guessing with views and stuff that this is some sort of a revenue so um but as for the horse like you said jay any other time i don't necessarily care for it you know like as like an aside thing like cool i wouldn't mind seeing kevin durant and um i don't know like a trey young going at it uh with with just Getting baskets, seeing who can win a game of horse, but like as like a big star-studded thing on like a All-Star weekend, I think is a little insane. Mm-hmm. But um, for right now, we need or the league needs any little thing to bring those numbers back up. With um, not look as soon as the, the the season is brought back or the new season comes in, that first day is going to be like the record-breaking numbers either way. But I think. It's not so much about the numbers at this point. I think it's just about the joy that we can use. So, like, taking it on a serious level, yeah, this is kind of stupid. But if we were (laughs) to look at this just as we're people, this isn't a competitive thing anymore. This is just us celebrating and loving the sport... Yeah, I think it could bring some joy, and I yeah. think that's something that we could all use.
2: Yeah, and, and it's like trying to get people engaged again, right? And, and I feel like they've been doing a good job when it comes to their social media, too. They had... Uh... I think Steph Curry was on the, the ESPN or NBA uh, live chat and they had like trivia going on and, and everyone has been engaging. Have you seen like DeMar DeRozan, Pascal Siakam, um, you've seen Richard Jefferson like every single day on ESPN. Like it's everyone's trying uh, to get that content out, which is fantastic because, you know, all, what, what we're all doing is just waiting uh, for this you know virus to subside and we don't know when that's going to happen so i i appreciate what nba the nba is doing with this horse game um it just leads me to think like what else could we have done maybe if we were doing this like the whole let's let's uh you know videotape each other on camera it would be kind of interesting to see and this is just my opinion it'd be kind of interesting to see like a at-home dunk contest maybe
0: hmm yeah then the people are going to be calling like, "Oh, well, is that rim really ten feet high or is it <laughs> yeah, maybe. six feet high?" You know, like a Nerf net. Um, just one quick note: I think that uh, Dre, mentioned Kevin Durant's name. Um, it, when the NBA did introduce horse in All Star Weekend, uh, it only lasted uh, two two All Star seasons. Uh, in both of those seasons, Kevin Durant won each time.
1: Exactly. <laughs> and
0: uh, yeah, in nineteen seventy seven and seventy eight, the NBA tried horse um it was like a uh almost like a halftime show so it was pre-recorded uh there were 32 it was endgame... P, right yes and this the thing is i mentioned that and i also thought of pete Maravich first however he did not actually win it oh really no um, oh. it was a, a competition between 32 players and at halftime during oh, broadcast <laughs> they would show uh, how each of these matchups would go um, in the finals it was pete Maravich versus paul westfall Pete yes. Maravich was actually injured, had to be replaced by Rick Barry, and then Rick Barry lost to Paul Westfall. So Paul Westfall is the only other horse winner uh, outside oh, of Ken, Kevin Durant winning twice. Um, and there's your useful, useless information of the day.
1: <laughs> I thought this whole time that because Pete Maravich is kind of like synonymous with horse in, in the NBA, so yeah, I thought he would have won.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing when when again when you think about like horse. Or whenever you say YouTube it, Pete Maravich is the first one you'll see. You won't see Paul Westfall. So, mm-hmm. oh, I I think I've only seen uh, maybe Rick Barry. That's it. But, yeah, I'm a little shocked that uh, it wasn't Pete that won. Wow.
2: Who would you guys want to have this course, a horse competition? I'm 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 assuming Kevin Durant should be here, uh, if he can. For, if he can, yeah, of course. I'd like to see Ka- Kyrie Irving. That'd be interesting. Mm. Um, maybe maybe Damian Lillard. Who else?
1: Um, I'm thinking Steph. Oh, Steph, yeah, Steph. Steph will just, like, would be great sit, sit on the bench was, and just... I was thinking hitchhiked. about this,
2: too, but I'm thinking, like, Steph would probably <laughs> do some sort of long range, and if we're doing this, like, uh, you know, they're going to record this at home, not everyone is going to have that, luxury of like shooting from These are
0: millionaires. Room. They have the Fair, full but maybe NBA size like, court. They'll
2: have to like shoot <laughs> from uh, like the other side of their house or something like that. No,
1: but like their version of horse is going to be like I bet you can't shoot it off of a Lamborghini. It's like, "Ah shit, I only have a I only have a some other sports car. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just I only have, have a Ferrari. God damn
2: there.
1: it. <laughs> I guess you win, Steph. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I it has to H-O-R. be a Lambo.
2: Ferraris don't count. <laughs> can, I, can
1: I get one now? It's like, no, the dealerships aren't, aren't working right yeah. now. It's coronavirus town. It's like, oh, no, okay. Uh, so just, I, I guess I lose.
2: <laughs> uh, he has to jump over a Hummer, but they only have a, I don't know.
1: Damn it, I only have a yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's not the same thing. <laughs> oh, millionaires. All right, all right. And finally, um, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Let's talk about the interest by the Chicago head office interested in Toronto Raptors' very own Bobby Webster. So... Uh. I'm thinking of this. So when you're when you're a winning franchise, everybody wants to poach you. Everybody wants to recruit you. And that's understandable. We've seen it with Ujiri in New York. We've seen it with uh, Jeff Weltman in Orlando. And now we've seen it with Chicago and Bobby Webster. So I'm pretty sure, uh, per Michael Grange, um, he said that Chairman Larry Tannenbaum will politely refuse the request for Chicago from Chicago, which is understandable because there are so many other things that he has to deal with. We're talking about, well, for him himself, he doesn't really have to uh, worry about the free agents that the players, because that's, you know, on Ujiri and Bobby. But you got like free agents like Marcus Sall, Frevin Vliet, sergio Baca, you know, what to do with Kyle Lowry. And then you have other uh, little higher ranks where Nick Nurse is on his final year of his contract. So is Alex McKechnie next year. And of course, Masai Ujiri has not extended his contract either. So, when you're a winner, everybody wants you. That's that's what it is. But like, what do you guys think about this news coming out of Chicago that they want, they are interested in Bobby Webster?
0: Well, another interesting piece that came out of that Michael Grange article was that um, Masayu Jiri has already kind of put um, put these again measures in place to uh, try to keep his executive team together as long as possible. So he actually gave up his title as GM and promoted bobby webster into that position for that very reason to try to keep him um you know keep him happy and keep him feeling like he is you know and he is actually contributing a huge part um because that's this is what happened after you know jeff weltman left right so yeah um i think that because of that that trust he put in bobby webster i I think that it'll be harder to pry him away um you know, if working in 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 Chicago's favor is that Bobby Webster's father, I believe, is is mm-hmm. in Chicago or is that's his From father's Chicago? hometown? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. but at the same time, it's you, you know you you hit it on the head earlier that when when teams are in need of upper management or executive, they're going to look at where the winners are. And you know I'm pretty sure the same was done with uh, as, as when Golden State was going through their dynastic run, people were calling Bob Myers, people were calling Steve Kerr. They're just trying to get their hands mm-hmm. on the winners, so uh, I'm not surprised that you know this is that Bobby Webster's name has come up, and don't be surprised if you continue to hear names like Ujiri and Webster pop up in other searches. Um, I think right now we should just continue to enjoy that we have such a well-built organization and well-built team, and um, that it will be difficult to pry these guys away.
1: Yeah, it's interesting that you bring up Steve, somebody like Steve Kerr because I would argue. I don't mean in any disrespectful fashion. After this year, uh, Steve Kerr's name is not going to be brought up in any sort of capacity on that front. And I don't think it's like a Tyron news situation. I just think that maybe Steve Kerr is a good coach, but not quite the miracle worker that a lot of people believed him to be. So, um, you're absolutely right. This is more than likely just because of us winning. Because, like... Um, you know Dwayne Casey's name was tossed around a bit by some struggling teams but not on the extent or not to the extent of like you know somebody like a Masai Ujiri or even like a Nick Nurse who I'm sure will be brought up again and again in a little bit so I mean at the end of the day as annoying as it is for us we have to also be understandable because we've probably been in positions like that where it's like back in 08, we probably were like, ah, oh, damn it. Why can't we get a Brad Stevens or something, you know? So it's like, um, or like, why can't we get a, uh, uh, like a Spolstra in like the like 2012 or something. So, you know, it's like, we, we have to be, we have to understand that we have so many pieces of our organization. We would love to hang on to all of them cause they're all fantastic but chances are that's likely not going to happen, but as many as possible would be nice. And we also have to understand that people are gonna be chasing this because let's be honest, there's one champion, there's a bunch of really good teams, and there's a lot of teams that are suffering that want that extra oomph. So they're looking for answers everywhere. What did we do uh, two seasons ago? We dropped Casey, we, we lost to Rosen, those were some major freaking changes and you you've got to expect other teams to do similar things as they have over the course of NBA history.
2: Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And and the thing is, you know, like, like we said before, winning basically cures everything, but it also has other problems arise as well. Right. So when you, what I thinking about other teams trying to recruit, uh, Uh, the the Raptors organization like Masai basically built this from the ground up right and then if you think if you know Naka would if any other team would would get Messiah Ujiri to be their president um, then you have to think about you know the trickle down effect like what happens with Bobby Webster what happened to Dan Tolzman, Teresa Wretch like uh, all these people that he's brought to this organization to make a winning culture what do you think that that's going to happen to you know the trickle down effect and that's that's what's more concerning to me like once you have one person gone then what, what does it mean for everybody else uh, all this stuff is just all rumors at this moment I mean like you know how many times have New York tried to say that they want Ujiri of course everyone wants Ujiri at this point, right? The Same thing with Bobby Webster. But I think
0: you you raise a really good point there though, right? I mean, Mm. this wasn't touched upon earlier is that if we compare the the Raptors leadership team to the Raptors uh, players, it's the same thing. Like when, when the Raptors lost Kawhi, everyone else was given a larger load and they stepped up. And I think that if Bobby Webster or Masai Ujiri were to leave, knock on wood, the same thing would happen. You just listed a whole bunch of really good names of possible successors um Mm -hmm. and this even happened with the coaching staff right so uh, i think that you know god forbid if if bobby or messiah were to leave i think that there's a very solid infrastructure in place where the team can still weather the storm and continue to have some really smart individuals in the executive positions yep, mm-hmm. yep.
2: agreed agreed where winning is winning fixes everything but winning also brings up some problems too or, or at least a little bit of uh, uneasiness but uh until we talk about the nba again i want to do something fun so we'll take a break right now i know jay that you got you gotta run quick so i'm not gonna take away too much more of your time so let's take a break now and we'll come back
1: winning teams that's what you need for a winning team all right let's move
2: on <laughs> okay so i wanted to do something fun with you guys um i've been thinking about this a lot uh and it's mainly because that you two have such a a great you know relationship when it comes to seinfeld and i have not that no there's idea. anything wrong with that not, not that there's anything wrong with that i've <laughs> never watched seinfeld that's the thing so whenever you guys communicate on whatsapp with like you know this is something to do with seinfeld and the nba i'm like man i want to be involved but all of us <laughs> so i'm i'm going to take this rainer right all of us we love The Simpsons, and I freaking love this. I have every single, not bootlegged, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you that, not bootlegged, all the seasons that, that have been released on DVD, and now it's on Disney+, Plus so you can watch it anytime and anywhere you want. But anyways, I freaking love The Simpsons, and I wanted to do some NBA comparisons between some characters, uh, some popular characters of The Simpsons, and I wanted to see what we came up with, all right? So I'm gonna throw out five Simpson characters to you, and I wanna know... What you guys think of who the nba comparison is so let's start off with the you know the most uh entertaining of the group i guess the most uh, important character maybe not the most important but most popular uh character of the simpsons and that's homer simpson so who do you guys have as the nba comparison to
0: homer simpson all right uh i like to get this started I'm gonna go with Nikola Jokic.
2: Oh, I have the same (laughs) one.
0: He is round and has very little hair.
2: Yes. Yes. Wonderful. (laughs) Wonderful. Great
0: minds, my friend. Great minds. Great minds.
2: Do you have Jokic too? Uh,
1: No, uh, I I have a. uh, I have. I I didn't do a Homer. I did a Marge, so. Oh right, right, right. You had a Marge, right? right, right, Yeah. When when we were discussing this beforehand, it was like uh, we had like a much bigger list, listeners and. you know, some of these are very easy to come up with, but there was like I had like a few names for a Homer, so it's like I I don't really know. I'm not like some of these. I'm like, oh, these are dead ringers, but I wasn't entirely certain. So it's like uh when we shorted the list, it's like, oh, I still have a Marge, but I don't have a Homer, so I would offer my Marge instead, since um uh, neither of you have, it, a Marge, yeah, yeah,
2: I, I no, have a Marge, correct? Yeah, yeah. No, I have Marge. Yeah, we I did not have
1: a Marge, but go for it, brother. Oh, oh I did, have a Marge. I did. Okay. Well, um, it might be a boring answer. It, it might be a funny answer. I don't know. But this is meant to be taken seriously, of course, because it's a Simpsons. Uh, my Marge is LeBron James. And let me explain why. Really? So, Interesting. Uh, because Interesting. Marge, Marge is like the voice of reason. You know, often she's the person who's like staring on the sidelines of somebody in the family does something stupid going, you know, because that to me is LeBron James, who's dealt with a lot of idiots, especially, you know, in his Cavaliers years. You could just see him on the bench just being like, hmm. Okay. Okay. okay, <laughs> like, okay. upset <laughs> but like you know that. always always the hardest working, always the figurehead of the family, the best represented, can screw up sometimes like a march can and
0: otherwise yeah, the most wholesome out of the bunch. So That's a Oh, your reasoning is way better than me choosing Taco <laughs> yes. Fall because they're the same height. <laughs>
1: So cool. No, no, but see, <laughs> see with Marge, it's hair, or you know, back back in the day, apparently it was rabbit ears or something. Jason, you might have to verify that. Um, but
2: yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that's. I mean, yeah, I mean that that um, example of LeBron James as Marge is probably better with for both of our Homer and Jokic for with Jay, but that's a, that's a good comparison. All right, let's move on. What about uh, what about the what would you say Bart would be? Bart Simpson. Oh. He's kind of like the the shit disturber of the of the the group, the one that gets away with a lot of things. Uh, yes. Yeah. What what do you what do you guys think? What about what about Bart?
1: Oh uh, well if he was still in the NBA, I would say Lance Stevenson. But um Oh yes. Be, because he's not, I've got a, a less good answer, but one that I still think applies. Jimmy Butler, and let me explain why. He's mischievous and uh, and a crap like disturber, it. but he gets the job done when he applies himself, like Bart Simpson. Like, nice. uh, you know, I'm thinking of iconic episodes where he's upset that he he can't get a passing grade and he's actually trying really hard. I'm thinking yep. like old school yep. Simpsons. So, like, when Bart actually applies himself, he could be Elisa Lisa in some aspects. With grades, sometimes it, it's just something that he can't grasp. But I'm thinking of, like, the, the times where he succeeds, which is... Uh, you know, more of
2: the Jimmy Butler thing, I would say. I wonder if Jimmy Butler has an evil twin brother named Hugo. Also, plus their hair.
0: Named Bort. No, wait, not Bort. What was the Hugo? Hugo, that's it. Yeah. I'm thinking of like those Bort license plates. Yeah. Oh, Bort. Also,
1: Bart and Jimmy have similar hair, so.
0: Yeah, that's that one too. Yeah, that's no, I'll give
2: you that one. Uh, Jay, what about you, man?
0: Uh, I went with Kyrie Irving. Uh, oh, nice. Little known fact: uh, Kyrie Irving loves skateboarding. Oh, that's it. Interesting. That's my that's, that's my the- comparison. Honestly, like when I started like googling things about like because basically I was like NBA player who skatesboards or whatever. Yeah, this is what the rest of my comparisons are It's like NBA player who blah blah blah. Like I, <laughs> I put something about a Simpsons character, so uh, I'm starting to learn more about NBA players, but yeah, Kyrie Irving loves skateboarding, so uh, there's your Bart. I
2: like it. Uh, i no wonder chose... why the world is flat then. <laughs> yeah, mm. I chose uh Draymond Green for Bart because oh. He's... Yeah, he, he kind of yells a lot and he tries to get a lot of attention, but he also gets away with it because, you know, he's on a, a extremely good and winning team. So I, I would say Bart or Draymond Green as Bart Simpson. But instead of um, you, it's kick your dick, right?
0: <laughs> well, Also, when when Draymond's trying to get... Trying That's to, the name of the episode. <laughs> when Draymond trying to win a foul, like remember at that time when he tried to get a foul call off of Kyle Lowry? He started waving his arms. That reminds me of Bart waving his arms. If if, if you occupy right. this space, it's your fault.
2: Yeah, yeah. During that hockey season, yeah. If you yeah. get in the way and you get hit, it's your fault. That's true. That's true. Okay, well what about speaking to Lisa Simpson? What about that? What about her? What about Lisa Simpson?
0: Uh I went with uh another little known fact about NBA players. Harrison okay. Barnes, because he plays the saxophone. Oh, I did not know oh, so that. That
1: was then. He does Dirk Dirk if he's still played. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Oh, yeah, I think he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh.
1: <laughs> I didn't I had... know Harrison Barnes did, though.
0: He's been playing it for, I don't know, 20 years or something. He, he, he loves saxophone. He's got, a, like, a, a jazz, like, background. Or oh, wow. Okay.
2: Interesting. Uh, I went with two, actually. One with that's in the league one who's not. I, who's in the league, I have Kyrie Irving because he... Uh, you know he's kind of he he wants to think that he's like the brainy aid of of the league, and I also went with Jeremy Lin because he's also very smart. <laughs> um, <laughs> mine's, mine's a
1: little different. I went with uh, <laughs> all right, let's just go for it. Uh, Lisa Simpson's Kawhi Leonard, and let me explain why because they're very soft-spoken, uh, diplomatic by the book, okay, and they okay. get the job done, and they get underestimated because of how um, how seamlessly they go about it, and once their achievements are. Happen, It's kind of like, how did we get here? It's like, well, because Lisa's very smart, that's how we got here. How that's did right. we get here? Because Kawhi's awesome. That's
2: why. I feel like Kawhi wanted to be in 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 college too when he was in elementary school. <laughs> Basically,
1: <laughs> right? They're both uh, the androids of uh, the respective
2: families. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Jay, you had something. You were gonna say something. I think
0: no. I was gonna say like I think what we're probably gonna do is move into the the non-Simpsons characters, like the ones outside of the family. Yes. But we're not yes, doing Meg. Neither of you guys. Since neither of you guys have a Maggie Simpson, I'm just going to throw it out really quickly. Oh, you do have a Maggie. Yeah, go what ahead though. let's see. Oh, I thought none of us had Maggie except for me. I
2: have, I have a Maggie, but.
0: Oh, geez. Oh, well, let's go over to Maggie then. All right, let's go to yeah.
2: Maggie.
0: You first. Uh, I I went with. Uh... Oh, you know why? Because I was only trying to name active players, but mine is an inactive player, and that's Andrea Barniani. <laughs> um, <laughs> so. Maggie Simpson sucks a pacifier. Barney just sucks. Is that good enough? No? Uh,
1: That's moving nice. on. That's I moving didn't say on. it this time. <laughs> I didn't say it this time. Jason, who do you have for Maggie? Uh,
2: I I had OG because he's just like very stout and he has no emotion. And Maggie doesn't say anything. Not because he does. She doesn't want to. Because you know his first. Her, her first words is, I think it's Papa or Daddy. I don't know. It was towards Homer. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Is it? Oh yeah. Um okay. Anyways, OG. I picked OG for Maggie. Um uh, okay, I I read too deeply into this
1: again, so uh uh spoiler alert if you haven't seen the Who Shot Burns episode, um, you know, decades <laughs> later, it was it was Maggie. Um but uh <laughs> Which nobody predicted at the time. I believe there was, like, this contest where if you wrote in, you could win a prize if you could predict who killed Mr. Burns. Or if you could predict who killed Mr. Burns, rather. Nobody predicted Maggie. So, um, I was thinking the silent killer type. So, I was thinking Seth Curry, who lives in the the shadow of Seth Curry. And actually has a better shooting percentage in some years. So, um, Seth Curry, the silent
2: killer. My favorite, sorry, I just wanted to say my favorite moment of that two-part episode is when uh i think it was dr oh god why why am i blanking? dr frank no not Doctor frank, frank? Oh, professor Frank. oh yeah. dr no. hibbert. hibbert yeah dr hibbert was like it could be you and then he points to like chief Wiggum.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah maybe it could be me
2: <laughs> oh man i love it okay so let's go uh towards the non-simpson characters so outside uh the, the simpson is one of my favorite characters of all time is uh duffman and Duff this man. one, this one was easy Duff, for me, right. man. I don't know about you guys, but Dwight Howard is Duffman Man to me. Oh, F- yeah, like physique-wise, the I loud mouth, up. everything that has to do with that. Just put put a cape onto him, put a you know a belt with beer on Dwight Howard. You, that's Duffman.
0: Man. Oh, no, that's just. And Duff he's man. also quite dense.
2: <laughs> i said joel Embiid, which i think is like a,
1: a runner up for that yeah that was my guys, backup that's a good i think one. you guys won with dwight howard yeah that's that yeah all no but that like that was think. like
0: i was debating between the two so like either one so it looks like we're all kind of thinking the same thing though
1: so basically as much as i love joel Embiid, that game where he scored zero is that his
2: version of Dove man can't breathe <laughs>
0: oh, oh <no. laughs> yeah it is <laughs> <laughs>
2: So good, so good. Okay, and then last but not least, uh oh man, everybody, uh, all of these characters are so good. uh Millhouse, Millhouse, we almost
1: gets... didn't include by yeah, the way, that's which true. is such a Millhouse thing is to it... do. <laughs>
2: <laughs> not it's so true like he okay um, I'll, I'll i don't know if this is a good answer I'll, I'll try to explain it but i chose james harden because he he's always the one who's he like he's in the conversation sometimes but he never gets that you know ring and now he's like playing second fiddle to to westbrook too so that's that's why i picked i picked i picked james harden for Mailhouse. house what do you what about you guys
1: all right jay who did you go with
0: actually i left this as a possible because i have my reasoning i just couldn't think of a player because my reasoning was looks like a nerd but actually isn't smart but i couldn't come up with a player so <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> i'm out he on gets, this one he gets um, deezed
2: when he's older though it's true that's <laughs> true that's true, <laughs> it's true.
1: But does his dad live in a race car? Does he sleep in a race car? Oh, uh, that's true. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, uh, I was thinking similar lines to you, Jason. I was thinking uh, Chris Paul, because he always gets the short end of the stick, and he's yeah. whiny. and um, He's very yeah. whiny. But yeah. I will say, Oklahoma City this year, if the season continues, everything's coming up, Miss House, or everything's coming <laughs> up, Chris Paul.
0: So this Weird. is what it sounds like when doves cry. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Can kind I of borrow a feeling? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that mixtape with his face on it is so good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: anyway, oh, apparently man. we all love The Simpsons. But, like, I obviously, Jason, you are, you are the king of The Simpsons. You know the, the references inside and uh, out. I have inside, much yeah.
2: Un Un Unbelievable. And and I wanted to go through more of the characters. Principal Skinner, uh, Ned Flanders. I mean, the list, the list goes on and on. Freaking we all know Sizzleck. who Sideshow Bob is. Yeah, yeah. That's- yes, we do. Yeah. What's, okay, if, if Sancho Bob is Robin Lopez, would his brother be Cresty? Disco Oh, Stew? no, uh, Sancho
0: too. Yeah, Sacho oh, Mel.
2: Oh, yeah, okay, Sancho, Sancho Mel. Mel. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's fair. Maybe. And we
1: all know who um, who Barney is.
2: No, who's Barney? Wait, I got to think about this. Yeah, J.R. Smith? <laughs> what? J.R. Oh, yeah. Smith?
0: Can you oh, just, imagine, right, the, right. can
1: just yeah. imagine him being like, ah, LeBron! <laughs> <laughs> And LeBron just uh, like you know, as Marge like, uh party, I can swear we were up. No, you, you were we weren't up. We were tied. I can't do Marge. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're fine with the 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 groan the the grumbling. <laughs>
1: that's that's about it. Hey, how did you, you guys
0: come up with a Skinner? Because I I, can't, I that was a trick one. I did.
2: I can't. I thought it was gonna be CP3 because oh, nice. he's the he's a leader or i guess the the president <laughs> of the meba
1: also that that that's true because also he would he would be the kind of person where it's like is it me who's playing bad? yes,
2: yes no no it's,
1: it's the, the rest the of the team that are wrong
2: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> i actually went the route of like i actually looked up because remember his real name is armin Temzerium. they not, actually nothing no... about that <laughs> There are no NBA players from Armenia, so actually I had zero comparison for Skinner. Ever? <laughs> Ever? Oh my not God! Not a single okay. player. Interesting. From Armenia, therefore Skinner does not have an NBA comparison.
1: But like I said, we we don't we don't need to remember the, the episode that potentially killed the golden years of the Simpsons. We don't need to remember that.
0: <laughs> oh wow! This, this is this sounds like it's another. Uh, oh, this is this another, is another episode, episode on its own.
2: I could just let's just say I can just imagine. St- Chris Paul going to Shea Gilders Alexander and saying, chew through my ball sack.
1: <laughs> what is that
2: uh, and on that beautiful
1: note yeah. uh, that, that's a wrap on this episode <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh man okay uh yeah that's it yes it is dre where can we find you brother also congratulations on finishing your 100 greatest films of the 2000s brother
0: oh yeah thank you must uh, read must read yeah absolutely thank you so
1: much uh yeah you could find that list and me on twitter at andreas babs you could follow my film editorial and review website FilmsFatale, F-I-L-M-S-F-A-T-A-L-E.com. As uh, Jason and Jay just brought up, thank you both for being so kind. I just finished the top 100 films of the 2000s, so between 2000 and 2009. And in two months time, I will be releasing the 90s alternative, which I've already begun working on. So you can find other good stuff like masterclass lessons on film history and the odd review of films that are still being released in streaming format. But mostly it's that um, top 100 of the 2000s. Let me know what I forgot, let me know what you like. So Jay, where can we find you?
0: Yep, you can find me on uh, Twitter at Rosalesaurus. You can find this podcast, as well as any of my articles on Raptors HQ. Um, My most recent one was a look back on the life and times of Keon Clark. Uh, I'm working on a piece for next week along with sully uh in conjunction with what was supposed to be the beginning of the playoffs i won't say anything more than that just look out for a playoff like article sometime next week Um, and that's me nice
2: and uh, you can find all of us on That's A Rap Pod on Twitter. And if you're looking for our podcast on all your podcatches like Apple Podcasts and Stitcher uh, and Spotify, check us out on Raptors HQ. I myself will be, I guess, uh, be one of the guests for Hunter surfles's podcast for Raptors Rapture. So I think this is going to be happening this weekend, so look out for that. And again, check us out on That's A Rap Pod. Until next time, boys
0: and girls, That's A Rap.